When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Man, I love that song. Hey, everybody. Ron and Esty here with you, hanging and banging on a Thursday night, as we do each week for the last 50 weeks. I am here in St. Charles, Illinois, outside of Chicago, at Rock and Roll Heaven, the Arcana Theater, and with my brothers uh, on Artists on Lockdown each week. We're approaching the 52nd episode of One Year, and let's bring him on right now. My, I think it's my lateral brother, not younger, not older, I think, uh, Vinny Apice. There he is from there he is Black Sabbath the last in line wait We're I'm not the same done age? Uh, uh, let's the same see. age I think so I just turned fifty nine and you look a lot um, older six, but I think you're yeah sixteen and a half Celsius <laughs> get your calculator out I don't know Celsius well you know you go to England a lot we gonna you know what I'm gonna ask Smiley about that because I think they do Celsius out there when you come on we got Smiley Bernard tonight. From from the alarm and also I was Joey's just checking my package I got from Amazon. This is what I bought here. Would, would you? Uh, awesome. What, well, this is so useful. I should have got one a long time ago. A shoehorn. It's a shoehorn. You got a shoehorn. That's what you got yes. today. You have no Look idea. There's two things: the greatest inventions on the planet, the shoehorn. And something similar to that, the crumb scooper. You know, we had a restaurant and the server comes around and oh, cleans yeah, yeah. the with the, the crumb scoop. Those are the two best inventions on the planet. And I but, can't believe that. The crumb thing is illegal in California. How? <laughs> oh, that's right. I got you. <laughs> Everything's illegal in California. Hey, uh, let's, you know what? I've been thinking about our older brother here, our, our more mature brother, I think. The um, guy with the white hair? That's what I was going to say. It's He's got, so... I don't know if you remember uh, FBI. You remember FBI, that TV show? Ephraim yeah. Zimbalist Jr. I think this is who he's trying to What emulate. kind of name was F, F, F? What the hell is that? <laughs> Ephraim. Well, you know what? I don't know. Sounds but like he had, a curse. He had great hair. And now let's bring, <laughs> you know him from, of course, Vanilla Fudge, legendary icon uh, drummer. Come on, Carmine. Up there. Look at him. The FBI. Yeah, I got long hair. I got Jr. long hair, dude. I got long dude, hair. I love the Earrings. salt and pepper thing. It was purple. That's looking it was better now with the salt and pepper thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just a, it's a work of you know, it's like a, a work in progress. Hair. You look good, but yeah. I you guys like don't know that. But I, I so yeah. you're putting purple in it. You're putting purple in it. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. I'm, oh, letting she, it, I'm letting it grow. I gotta get it cut so it it would hang good. It's so damn thick. My hair. I got so much hair. That it's it's hanging too bad. Yeah, I think Ron has bad. Ron has that problem too. I do, yeah. you know. And when I wear right. like and when I wear thongs, it really sticks out. But for the most part, it's just underwear all over. or shoes. <laughs> underwear or shoes. <laughs> Under, yeah, shoes. I, I got the hairiest toes. 
But you look good, Carm. I mean, you look like, I'm telling you, you look like some psychologist, psychoanalyst. I should feel like you should be laying on the couch like and telling my actor. problems. I look like an actor now. I'm going to be in the movies. I'm going to be in all the mafia movies. Well, why don't you just yeah. act like a freaking drummer like you should, okay? Let's just do yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hold on. Let me get He this. is. <laughs> he is acting go. like one. There we go. Uh, there. All right. Now you ask for it. Oh. For the next 22 minutes, this is what's going to happen. Hey, ladies and gentlemen. And he plays the shoehorn. <laughs> and he plays the shoehorn. You know why I got the shoehorn? Because you put your fingers in the shoe, and you're going, and you're pulling your fingers, and that can't be good for us drummers, guitar players, bass players, whatever. Well, you know why it can't be good? I've because let's shoe, say... I've had a shoehorn for years. But let's say... I you, have a shoehorn that's that big, seriously. It's huge. All right, shoehorn envy right now, because mine's only it's like this. So this is what I'm dealing it's with. <laughs> well, I had the big one, but it bent. Uh, Came with uh, something bent. <laughs> really? This well, you know what? Strong. This one's the good you one. You should get a pill. It'll clear it right up. That one's bent too. That looks bent too. That's what she said. Hey, we could do one of two things. We could talk shoehorns for an hour, or we could bring our guests because we got a couple. Of, we couple of great guys, man. And we were saying this before. Uh, like I said, it's going to be really, really strange when I see you guys in person after doing this for a year, before you were an act, I hired you, I paid you, you did a you know halfway decent job, and then uh, that was, <laughs> and then, then it was hey, over. I just, I just signed <laughs> your contract, by the way, for Last in Line. Well, you had it for freaking 14 months to sign. What took you so long? I know, I, know, I thought I'd wait. Oh, I didn't get one. It's coming. I, I want to do drum wars. I got to do everything. I got to, I got to do, are we doing the fudge right. thing? Yeah, we do a fudge thing. Let's pack that. And you know fudge. what I found out today? I found a stereo version of "You Keep Me Hanging On." It's always been mono. How does that even there's exist? Never been, there's never been a stereo. I don't know how they got this thing to make it stereo, but it had 3.4 million views on YouTube. Did they just play it on two phonographs and record it? I mean, what the? How did you? I, I don't know what they did. It's it, they must have taken stuff off them. They have programs to take the instruments off. You know, yeah. and they probably took them all off, and then they mixed it together. Unbelievable. Well, I never heard this before. Well, we, we you know what? Can you get to it? Can we, like, preview it on the show? Maybe yeah. on 52 yeah, or something? Yeah. Well, it's YouTube, Vanilla Fudge, Stereo, you keep me hanging on. Really? Right there. Well, you ben, know what? We're keeping our guests. Go ahead, guests, Ben. Get it. Get it, Ben. Get it, Ben. We're keeping our guests hanging on right now, and I'm excited right, get, yeah, to right. talk get, to these guys. Go. Let's bring, uh, you know him from The Alarm and so many other things. I can't wait to talk to him because I just love the way he talks, let alone the way he plays drums. <laughs> Smiley Barnard, all the way from the UK. Smiley. Yeah. Smiley. Uh -oh. Okay. Or or a reasonable facsimile <laughs> Smiley, of Smiley. Hey, Smiley. You never look yes. better while we get while we wait he for smile. He looks pretty pretty good there. Yes, well he's just he's just got his one eye up to the camera really close. That's <laughs> <laughs> and while we wait for Smiley, let's bring he's got Joe. white hair like Carmine. Hey, yeah. you know who else we got in the show tonight? You know who else we got in the show tonight? I yeah, thought you did. Buddy. Anyway, for Lizzie Bo for Lizzie Board, let's bring Joey Scott. I know it's he hey Joey. Hey Joey. Joey. Hey. Joey. Hey, what's with the blue light? What's with the blue light? Uh, I got I, the. I have a giant, huge thing with monitors and everything, because you know computers and all that stuff. Uh -huh. And then I have back, I have it backlit with blue lights, so it, it uh, lights up everything. And I have another question. It gives you a mood while you're. Wait, wait. Where's the, where, look, I changed my hair, but where's the mohawk? The, the mohawk in the picture we have. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm growing it out a little bit, just that because we haven't been going anywhere or whatever, so I just let it grow uh, out. Okay. I Me let too. mine grow out too, and it, it totally grew <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's getting a little long now. Mine mine grew out too. Uh, you know what? I'm so jealous uh, of you. It looks Carmen. good. I like the I like the speckled thing. It looks good. Yeah, yeah I do good. too. Yeah. yeah. Distinguished. Right. Very distinguished. And he I'm is a drummer. He is not supposed to look respectable nor distinguished. Eh, when you get to the the legend era, there you can it do whatever is. you want. You know? you know what? I would if I wasn't connected, I would stand up, give me a standing ovation to be re referring to him as the legend era, as opposed to yeah. get to be his age. Uh, Actually, against... it's called the social security era. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly is. So you know what? I found out off camera here that you've got a great relationship with Carmine. I mean, Carmine has been a mentor to so many people in this industry, but. Oh, yeah. The personal relationship with you with with Carmine is really something. I didn't yeah. know about that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Didn't, we, didn't you take lessons from me? 
Yeah, uh, I met you a bunch of times before that, the drum competition, yeah. you know, with Buddy yeah. Rich and all that. I met you yeah. a few times. And you did a, a master class at uh, my college, CSUN. Right. And, uh, and I met you there with Phil Chen and everything. But then years later, I think we bumped into each other at a club, and I asked you if you gave lessons. You said, give me a call. And I gave you a call, and then I started uh, taking lessons. And then, yeah, and then we hung out. And, yeah, but what really about close. the personal relationship? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It just it just snowballed from there. And, then, and really he started. He helped start my daughter's career as a special effects person. Yeah, you know. And your uh, godfather I, to your son is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, I got, yeah. I got, um, uh, you know, different connections all over in the music, movie business and everything. So I was trying to help her out, yeah. um, and it's worked out good for her. Uh, 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 by, by the by way, the, you'll expect the uh, invitation in the yeah, mail. Yeah, we got it. We got oh, it. You got it. Uh, yeah. just, <laughs> the wedding. I love it. I love yeah. it. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Right, it's it's amazing. crazy, right? Yep. And the site, my, too. My, my daughter's getting married, and she has her, her fiancé is a special effects guy, too, Ron. So wow. their, their invitation is all like skeletons and, you know, horror movies. It's stuff. like a Lizzie Borden album cover. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's those so special effects people. That's a whole other culture, those people. Well, you know, yeah. you know the, they, they live and breathe it. You know, the funny thing that's going to be, you're going to go through this whole thing. You're going to walk the walking down the aisle. You're going to go to the reception. Yeah. You're going to have the turkey legs and the chicken wings, whatever you have it over there. And at, at, at about 11 o'clock at night, you're going to realize the whole thing was a hologram. They're in freaking Cabo already. Yeah, right. <laughs> Could be. Uh, very possible. That's, um, I hope I didn't blow it for him. Hey, let's bring, we have another guest on tonight. Uh, we tried a little bit earlier. He's all the way from the UK, I believe. Smiley Barnard. Look at that. That's oh, there cool. you go. There's, there's, there he is from the alarm. Hi, Smiley. Hey, Smiley. There he is. Hey, Smiley. Here's the wedding invitation. <laughs> yeah, turn it around the other way. Turn, oh, that's turn cool. Turn it the other way. Turn it around the other way. Not, no, no, turn it, turn it over. What? Which way? Oh yeah, no, that's that's not the invitation. That's no, no, Smiley, invite. you're fine. The brothers, see, they do this. They have this conversation once in a while. It takes us way off track. Just save the date. Them. That's save the date. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, there's the envelope. Yeah. Yeah. I can actually see you now. Oh yeah, that's the envelope. That's the envelope. We can hear you, Smiley. How you doing, brother? I'm very well, thank you, gentlemen. It's kind of midnight here, so um, yeah, it's a, a bit of techno fear, but it's all good. It's great to meet you all. I have to yeah. say. Oh wow! What part of Germany are you calling from? I feel like I'm in the midst of royalty. <laughs> oh wow! Thank you. I didn't royalty. know you were in England. I didn't know you were in England now. I yeah, so it's uh, so it's quarter past midnight at the moment. So I'm um, yeah. I'm in the studio um, nice. and uh, trying to stay awake. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. Are you still awake? But just about well, plenty of coffee. What Shit, studio? I fall asleep at like 10 o'clock here with, when I'm not playing. I'm watching TV or something. Yeah. I can scary. vouch for that. I can vouch for that. I went to see Vinny a, a month ago. And I'm watching TV. And I look over <laughs> him and his girlfriend like nodded out. It's like yeah. 9.30 at night. That's Vinny, Mr. Excitement. I bet his girlfriend's yeah. thrilled. <laughs> 10 a.m. on <laughs> a Saturday night asleep. out cold. <laughs> it's Leslie. She fell asleep too. Uh, we uh, both have girlfriends named Leslie. Yeah, but yours is spelled L-E-Z. And his Les is with an S. Mine's so. Leslie. Yeah. So even even the first names, it's got to be the got to go through the whole appease apathy thing. I had I had the Leslie first. <laughs> you guys are bro. This he is what did. I did every did. week. I did. I did. Every we're, week, Joey. We're 18, 18 years. Joey, every week the two brothers. I got to literally come Jeez. behind, get in between them. Like guys, enough. <laughs> Kids. <laughs> so what do you guys been doing? Joey, what have you been doing this whole crazy freaking nut job closed lockdown? When it locked down, uh, we just realized, okay, everything's canceled. That's all done. We just said, let's go and record. So we just started working on new new material and, you know, just trying to come up with uh, a new stuff. And also, too, we were it was right when we were just about to release uh, a best of. Mm -hmm. um, and we included those. We did those two cover tunes right at I the beginning them. of the COVID. We went in and I knocked. We knocked both of those out, and then um, and then released that. And but in the you know in the meantime, we just kept pumping out new songs and and working on new stuff to get ready. We're going to put out the release uh, once everything opens up, and then we'll we'll uh, start touring again. Hey Joey, yeah, I got a question. That yep. 
Are you wearing a headset with the mic? Yep. Did you ever try that? Uh, do you do any drum scream or anything? Or what do you mean? Because I'm doing a drum stream, but I wear headphones and a microphone. I have a regular microphone. I want to get something like that, but what happens is the drums are too loud through that microphone. Um, you know? I've used I've used these before. Um, they they're noise canceling, so they block out quite a bit of it. But I have another pair that I use mostly for when I'm playing drums and doing stuff. Because Lizzie and I do stuff online and everything, uh, and they are kind of like full on. Cover oh, those ears, are full on, kind yeah. Of, yeah. Okay. Uh, like ga like gaming, yeah. gaming headphones. Because Ron better, told me they were better they, for that. Ron said, "Why don't you just play lower?" <laughs> no, <laughs> can't do that. That's that, that's, that's his why answer. I have that's why I have electronic kit so I can you know do play you know where it's not I can control the volume and it yeah. sounds like a produced version of the drums and you just figure out the parts with that and then move on to the acoustic when you actually want to go play it. It's like my right. Synsonic. That's what I do. Um, you know, uh, Joey. Synsonic. <laughs> Synsonic drum. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you, I, you know, I was a spokesperson for that. Were you really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember those. I remember those. Yeah. Do, 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 do. I, I used to go. <laughs> I used to go to like department stores and do in stores, <clears throat> promoting my uh, Derringer and the Peace record. I played through a PA and I played. On the Sonic so I've got to ask you, Kurt, because you're such a legend and everything. I mean, I just just happened to bring that up, but now that you brought, you're talking about it, did some of your cohorts, uh, the purists, say, what are you doing with this thing? No, because I didn't play it like drums. I used to like it in my, um, in different shows. I, uh, I, I used to do clinics in some of my shows where I did a disappearing drum solo. And when I come back, I come back with a Sonic playing through some reverb and delays on a wireless, right? And mm. then I would come on the stage and I'd throw it up in the air and it's still playing and spinning. Okay. And when it comes down, it, and when it, as soon as I catch it, all the sound stops. Like a, a special a effect, effect kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. And I gave one to <clears throat> Prince when he was... Uh, really? When I lived in, uh, lived in the house that he lived in sometimes. Problem and, was uh, that the department store show; those were in the women's department. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies lingerie, lingerie. Right. <laughs> Carmen, Carmen, didn't, Carmen, you oh, had uh, you had electronic drums inside of acoustic drums, right? Yeah, I had oh, the yeah. syn drums. The syn yeah. drums. Syn drums. Syn drums. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Drum. Unfortunately, they're broken, and nobody has schematics and can fix them. So All I right. would really like to get them fixed. Anyone out there knows how to fix a syndrome? Let me know. Well, get them. Get the Ludwig people or something to do it. Joe, you no, talked about uh, you talked a little bit just now about the covers. I'm sure you're referring to uh, incredible renditions of Bloister Calls Burning for You. Incredible Thank rendition you. of Ramon's Pet Cemetery. Freaking, you. you guys gotta listen to these renditions. But they're cover tunes, which is really cool. There was a time that you know cover tunes, you know, on on bands of your level may or may not have been something you would have done. But there's more of that happening, Smiley. I know I saw from an interview that uh, that you're you're a big proponent of doing cover tunes as it pertains to the development of young players. Like you're you're when a lot of people say you should just work on your own style, don't try to emulate anybody. Some of your advice has been, you know what, do different cover tunes. Well, when I get asked um, by various parents, what shall I do with my seventeen-year-old kid as a drummer? What I tend to tell them is, is get them into a covers band because what I used to do is in back in my kind of late teens, I was in about 10 different covers bands. And how I approached it, I rather than just playing 30 songs a night, I played 30 songs as 30 drummers. So <laughs> if I did a Zeppelin song, I would be John. And then we'd do a Beatles song, so I'd be Ringo. And I tried to morph into that drama for each song. So by the end of a couple of years of doing that, I kind of stolen everybody's style. And then I just kind of took my favorite bits and tried to create my style. You're all in there, by the way. Right. You're all in those styles. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> well, I mean, look at me. We, we made it on a, the cover song that's still going. Yep. You know? And we, hey, Carmine, yeah. we redid that song, your version of that song. We, you we did, did you it. You did? Yeah. We put it oh, on our wow. EP. Oh, oh nice. Uh, 
it, 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 I, I tried to follow it as much as I could uh, the way you originally recorded it, but I added a few little extra things. And yeah. My brother did a great vocal uh, on oh, that. Oh, cool. Yeah, I know. We, we talked about this before when I played with Rod. You know, Rod said, oh, man, I love the way you guys did Hanging On. I would, I would have loved to have done it. I said, well, let's do it. And we ended up doing it. And really? I'll, I'll never forget when I was in the studio with him and he said, set me free. And I, that voice, you know, I was in there actually helping produce the vocal. So he actually recorded you know, it? Yeah, Rod it's on did? Footloose and Fancy Free. Wow, that's freaking It nice. is? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, we used to do it live. It was awesome. Live, he'd come up to me with the mic. He, you know, he'd hold it like that, you know, and, and it set me free. And, I, I go, and I'm going, da 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 that's a stereo one. Right? Yeah. Yeah, this is the stereo. Yeah, there we go. You gotta move it up. You gotta move it up to hear the stereo. Move it up. There you go. Now I, I could hear the stereo in here. But it sounds almost mono. It does. I tell you what, just that, that raw mono sound though, there's nothing like it, man, the way you did that. Yeah. That's my, my Gretsch 22-inch bass drum that Vinnie wrecked. <laughs> yeah! Hey, who's the girl on the cover? I don't have a clue. Is she called Leslie? No, it was no Leslie. Leslie. It's one of the Leslies. <laughs> yeah, one of the Leslie girls. <laughs> okay, Ben. We had enough. I, I think that's the next I, the next band you. name, the Leslies. I love that band I, name. How, how did you get that song on the on the in the movie? Uh, uh, they the just Tarantino called us. Movie. They just called us. That's awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah, we have. Uh, we're doing now. We're mixing. Uh, Stop in the name of love with the original band. We got Tim on it before he passed away, okay. and and Pat Regan's mixing it, and uh, I should be getting it. I was supposed to get it last night, and I still didn't get it. But uh, we want to release it, and that'll be the last recording of the original band. That ever done, and it's 54 hmm. years later to the month. Wow! We release it next year, next next month. Joey, you you've, you love the hat, <laughs> love <laughs> love your yeah, look. I love your look. And you know, when when someone talks about you know Lizzie Borden, you try to describe Lizzie Borden. You're talking about you know it's kind of a combination of a deep purple and uh, and <clears throat> Kiss and Alice Cooper and you know um, Black Sabbath and when I see your look, Ben, do you have one of the, the pictures I wanted to, I just love this guy's freaking look because I've tried to, that's it. So I've tried to do that <laughs> and I'm trying to emulate that. And a lot of people, a, a lot of people confuse me for you, Joey. I'm like, no, I ain't, it ain't me. <laughs> <laughs> because I'll be a little taller. Uh, yes, yes. I've got hey, Ron, you're, you're getting good at this, Ron. Look at look at that. Look at that. Wow. Nice. Actually I have uh I have a, a, a Lizzie Borden tribute show that uh, those guys' girlfriends run. We call it Leslie Borden. So um, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> nice. hey uh, four drummers, I can't get one rim shot. Are you freaking kidding me? Oh my god. Mine's in the rim shot department there. Unfortunately, I will. Um, you know, Smiley, another thing that I thought was really interesting, because again, you know, we talk about other, especially, especially with drummers, we talk about uh, 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 heroes and icons and, and who you emulate after. And, and we've heard, of course, Gene Krupa. We've heard uh, uh, just all of them, you know, uh, that uh, Buddy Rich, of course, and, and those kind of guys. But when you're asked about that, you're talking about, you're, like, you love the Wrecking Crew. You know, the L.A. band that recorded oh. hundreds, yeah. hundreds. Everybody knows that. And that's a really cool perspective. I just, I just think you need to go a little bit deeper. I think when I was kind of growing up, it was always the obvious drummers that everybody talks about. And, you know, I, I'm sure we're all the same. You go through phases, don't you, of, of styles. If you look back at how you set your kit up, and, you know, and, and then I, I kind of went through the 80s liking kind of Simon Phillips and Mel Gaynor and Mark Mazzicchi and things like that. Yeah. And then I went back. I went back to, 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 to obviously 
the rock gods who are in front of me and people like Bonham and Keith Moon and Ringo and Charlie Watts and Mitch Mitchell and then went again and, fa- and kind of went into the record group because I think it was more about the songs and suddenly you realise how Blaine especially no one knew who he was no one, no one knew his name but right. the guys on more songs than anybody ever because he played for the song he just kind of he knew his piece of the jigsaw and I think he's the biggest exponent of that and if you look at any classic record the drummer is that perfect piece in the jigsaw and I think he's the perfect example well, I tell you, yeah. you, you, you think about the Swampers and Muscle Shoals. You think about the Funk Brothers. You think about all these, the, those, those. It's an, an incredible, mind-blowing perspective on music. You know, you, you talk to bands. We've had one hit, three hits, five hits. Those guys. Yeah, I played on forty-seven number ones. You know, <laughs> I played on eighty-three yeah. number. I mean, it's crazy, crazy. Yeah, that know? that stuff seeps into your pores, mm-hmm. and you don't even realize mm-hmm. it's in your subconscious because you're hearing it on the hit songs. You hear every day, or on you turn on a TV show, you know Hawaii Five O or whatever. You hear right. all these guys, and mm-hmm. it, it literally yeah. seeps into your subconscious. And you know you're looking at the stars that are out there, and the, the drummers that you know, the big drummers that you're looking at of the day. But then you have these other guys, unsung heroes that, that seep into your consciousness, and they, they they make your drumming evolve. Yeah, the they guy for today now is is Kenny Arnoff. He does all this stuff. Kenny Arnoff, incredible. And, and Vinny, Greg, Vinny Greg, Caliuta. And Greg, Caliuta. Greg, Greg Caliuta. Lissonette, those guys. Yeah. They do all yep. that. So what do you guys think? Joey, uh, let me start with you as far as the, the the current. I mean, you're obviously heavy metal, you know, smiley. You're a little bit more on the punk side of things, especially on, on the alarm side anyway. Wait, but, wait. Um, Ron, can I interfere one please. minute? Why do they call you smiley? <laughs> <laughs> Look at them. I'll, uh, I'll let you work a lot up, okay? I've got, I've got the greatest job in the world, same as you. You're always smiling. I just haven't no, got no, hair no, like you. No, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't. I don't smile. I, I'm, I make funny faces. Vinny makes the funniest faces. Look at hey, watch face. it. I'm starting to smile now. Yes. <laughs> look at All right, How can okay, you not smile it. doing what we do for a living? Seriously. Come yeah. on. I smile about- after I'm done. <laughs> hey guys, we'll be right back after a few messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to our Hanging and Banging podcast. I'm Ron Onesti here with Vinny Apice and, of course, the legendary Carmine Apice. So I was going before, Joey, what do you guys think, and Smiley, what do you guys think about the current, um, the current uh, uh, atmosphere, I guess, of either the punk community, uh, punk rock, the new bands, you know, punk or heavy metal? What, what do you think? Is that, is that happening? Is it a thing that we're in danger of? Do you see it really, really focusing on some of the old into the new? Um, personally, I think it's just uh, we're in an inflection point with the evolution. You see all these really young kids learning at a really young age, and they're getting really good quickly. So that's gonna those that next generation is gonna be really, really technically uh, um, uh, on top of it, and and that's gonna change everything. Because in the past, rock and roll, you just learn how to do a beat, and you start a band, and you just do it, and, and it all sort of comes together. And um, you learn, you you know, most people were self-taught and everything, but now these like they're going to school of rock. They're you know they're getting all this really good education in music. And, and they're getting theory and all this stuff. So I think the next generation is going to be pretty uh, completely different. We're not even going to recognize. But I think in general, we'll still look back and go, you know, when they're playing their music, we'll be like, ah, ours was better. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. How about you, Smiley? What's it like in the UK with the upcoming bands? Well, it's, 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 it's not that kind of thriving. Um, but, to, but to go back on your point, Joey, when you talk about Going back, I um, I recently did an album with Color Sound, which is Billy Duffy from The Cult and Mike Peters from The Alarm. And my kind of requisite for the album was go back and learn proper rock drumming. And so I went on YouTube for a couple of weeks, and it was YouTube Brothers I went straight back to. This is my point. I didn't go, I didn't go, I had to go back to the classic, and that's what I'm talking about. All these drummers now who can do things with, with one hand that we probably can't do with three, right. they won't use it 
they'll go back to using the old school way, which was like set in stone. And so, you know, I think it's everybody's got to look back to look forward to drummers because all the greatest drummers are there in stone, man. You know, I think that the most important thing is having the feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, soul. Exactly. That's why you guys are mentioning the Wrecking Crew and Hal Blaine. You know, it's all you know, feel. You know, you know, not, you know funny. The technique is great, but mm. if you get up and do a whole bunch of techniques, isn't you know nobody's going to be grooving to it. They're going to go wow. But you, it, you it, groove. There was a there was a guy on it. F on FNLFI's YouTube. He said, "Man, this music's got so much soul, great soul. Not like the music today. You know, the music today really sucks." He said. And I'm only 24 years old. Hmm. I, I thought know, you were so, older than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, how much do you guys think? I mean, an obvious, I mean, an obvious uh, perspective here is the fact that you know current technology is that helping the the art or is it hurting the art? Mm -hmm. Depends how you use it. I think people. I think people are coming up with creative ways to do things. They're using yeah. the 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 technology in creative ways to come up with new new types of ways to approach things and it's really look kind of like look what we're doing. yeah exactly exactly and you kind of have to open your mind up when you're thinking about this stuff because some of it seems like oh that's just going to make it all sterile and everything but in some of the ways that they're doing things they're sampling old music and and introducing it and doing mashups of things and all that stuff it it, it seeps into the consciousness of the young people that are coming up and they hear that and that kind of evolves music along. So it's, you know, but it, it, I think people, you know, some of the young kids today, they're, they're into the older stuff. They, yeah. they, they, mm -hmm. they're like, they're not listening to the, they're going back and listening to uh, the stuff from the seventies, especially. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. And I, I talked to young you know, drummers, young girls and stuff. And they're like, Oh, I play, you know, I, I like to play uh, Rolling St old Rolling Stones, the first album. And I like to play, you know, all these really old songs. And yeah. it's like, oh, That's wow, cool. okay. Yeah. And so, I mean, you, you never know. You never know what, what inspires these young kids. But I, I, I don't know. I think it's always, you know, in, when I was younger, I was, I was thinking what we were doing was cool and everything. And the older people were like, ah, you don't know. You don't know what you're doing there. That's not like what we did, you know. And. Like Buddy Rich, when I used to go see him play, he's like, "Cut your hair! What are you doing? Goes, you gotta, you gotta practice every day. You're not gonna be anything unless you practice every day." I'm like, "Oh man!" Well, he never practiced. He I never know. Practiced. <laughs> well, he, his thing was he played. He played constantly. He, you know, he, he was magic. He it was Nobody a, played like that. Left hand. You know, we we, uh, me and Vinny met him one time and uh, smoked a joint with him at the uh, Starwood. <laughs> you know, and it was the funniest thing because. Uh, the situation came up. He, I thought he was mad at me, and his daughter said, "Oh, he's not mad. Come on in." And I heard that bus tape. You guys hear the bus tape where he's yeah, cursing out. He's yeah, cursing. Yeah. So, I, so I, she said, "Come in and say hi to Buddy." I said, "I'm not going in there." I heard the bus tape. <laughs> so, I, so she goes, "Come on, come on." So Vinny, I said to Vinny, "Come on, you come with me." So we go I'll, in. I'll and, protect you. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we go in there, and he goes. She calls him buddy. Buddy, here's that drummer that was going to do the thing. Oh, you mean to want to challenge me to a drum battle? I said, no, oh. dude, I didn't do that, you know. <laughs> and I told him the story. He goes, that's it? I go, yeah. He goes, you smoke? I said, no, I don't smoke. He goes, you smoke? I said, no, I don't smoke. After the third time, do you smoke? I said, what do you mean, pot? I said, yeah, I smoke pot. So he reaches in his pocket. Remember, Vinny? Whoops yep. up a it's chocolate fatty. paper rolled joint with chocolate paper. He lit it. I took a hit. He hands it to me. He took a hit. I, I'm hand, I'm going. I'm smoking a joint with Buddy Rich. I can't believe this. <laughs> I hand it to Vinny. He does. He's thinking the same thing. And then he goes out and plays. And me and him got so fucked up, stone. <laughs> and Buddy is playing his butt off. And we're going. How's he doing that? We're, we're standing there going. Duh, duh. <laughs> I wish I had a cookie or something, you know. And he's, <laughs> yeah. It's like he's smoking up with Willy Wonka. I mean. Holy Who does it with a shot of yeah. paper? <laughs> amazing, amazing, amazing. Yeah. I used to go to uh, Disneyland and see him at the Carnation yeah. Theater. Wow. That's yeah. right. And, uh, yeah. and sure. one, time, one time he got off and he went back in the little partitioned area back there. And I was walking back there. I wanted to get my thing signed and everything. And I and the door, the thing was open a little bit. So I snuck in. Man, was he giving it to the trombone player. Really? He's screaming at him. He's going, oh. Oh, you, rah, 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 you're just an idiot. <laughs> he's freaking out. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he comes out, hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like everything's calm. I'm like, holy crap, this kid's crying. 
Yeah. Wow. That's funny. <laughs> Do you guys? That's why I didn't want to go in there alone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He, he's uh, he was always a tough guy, man. Even Kathy says, you yeah. know, it was yeah. it was uh, something growing up with him. I got to know I got to know him, you know, uh, after that, and uh, and we were actually friends. I went to his house, and and when he was when he had a heart uh, the heart attack or the, the I guess Anderson? he had a brain tumor that you know he fainted after a gig, and his whole left side <clears> was. He was really uh, in his book. Really he sad. fell in the street in New York too. He fell, he? just fell. Yeah. I went to his funeral, and all the guys were there: Frank Sinatra, uh, Jerry Lewis, Dean Martin. All those guys were there. It was unbelievable. But he was an amazing, amazing guy. Amazing. He's the best. Unbelievable. He's mm. definitely the best there ever was. A natural. Carmine, of the two drummers, Gene Krupa, Buddy Rich. Who, who did you lean towards? Well, I started with Joe, uh, Gene Krupa because my mother used to tell me how great he was. So I, I kind of mm. got both of them. You know, I, I did I, some of the fast stuff like Buddy, and then I, I did all the showmanship from Gene. You know, I, I wanted to be the Gene Krupa of rock. You know, I, I've cheesed it to a point, but I never had that hit single. You know, but when we do the, the drum wars thing, Vinny's more like the Buddy Rich, and I'm more like the Gene Krupa. You know? Yeah. That's good. It's a great cool. show, man. And, you know, yeah. I love when you two legends are on the stage at the same time. Joey, you know, you've been, uh, I see some of your other recordings, and you've got, you know, as, as we're all getting older and bands are breaking up due to losing, you know, members or or just retiring, and you're, it's, it looks like you guys are starting to bring a little bit more of, uh, you know, I see more of the legends um our buddies like uh, Dave Medichetti from Y&T or George Lynch from Doc and Lynch Mob. You know, are you, are you guys going to be looking to do more of that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was really fun, too, on that record. We, we, because we, I grew up going to the Starwood when I was like 14. I yeah. They sneak me in there and, and I, I was there with the monitor smashed up against my chest, you know, <laughs> watching Dave Medichetti sweat over me. He's and, fabulous. And, uh, and, you know, all those bands, Y&T and then and <clears throat> Eddie Van Halen, you know, the Van Halen brothers. And uh, Snow with Carlos Cavazzo yeah. and Olacart, who never got their due. But um, yeah, I was there every weekend, like, you know, watching every show and everything. It was amazing back then. So we, we kind of wanted to go back and pull from that, you know, um, uh, the, the people that influenced us and inspired us. Um, and George Lynch, he was actually, he, he played in his band at the time at the, mm -hmm. at the Starwood. Oh, um, great. He yeah. threw up in his first show, but <laughs> <laughs> that's George. That sounds like yep. George. Yeah, uh, we wish but it was fun, and we wish our buddy Donnie Dockin getting getting well, man. Just so really hope he gets better too. Um, yep. Smiley, I want to go back a, a couple of years here because you know one of the things, kind of a semi feature, I talk about some of my favorite album names, song names, or band names, and one of my favorite is one of yours, um, the Mock Turtles. Right. What was, what was that? I all the Mock Turtles were, a, were a, a kind of um, Manchester band back in the early 90s. And they were kind of my first break. Because I, I was kind of playing covers bands, but I was kind of driving a van in the day. And they had one big hit, which was called Can You Dig It? And it was on the radio every day. And I used to sing along and think, this is the perfect song. And then one of these gigs I was doing one night, they happened to be there because they were in London doing Top of the Pops. And they were at the bar and I was playing. And I famously went in the gents at half time and doing what you do. And, and their producer came in and said, oh, you're, you're impressing some rather important people. And, uh, and I said, oh, who are they? He said, oh, the, the Mock Turtles. And I said, oh, no, man, I watched them on Top of the Pops last night. And he said, oh, come and meet them. And... I went and met them, and they were all in the same clothes. From the day <laughs> I said, you're wearing the same clothes. They said, oh, yeah, we have been to bed. We've been up for two nights <laughs> celebrating. And that was it. It took, I think it took about a year to join them, but I got it in the end. It was great. Still in touch with them. Yeah, great band. So how cool is that Sorry. when you, you know, you've got an icon or, or a band that you love so much, and then innocently they come to you? That's why you know, you're called Smiley, I think, right? <laughs> well, the, the thing, I think if you've ever been a fan of a band and then you get a check, like the alarm, I was always a fan back in the 80s. Yeah. So when I finally joined them, 
that was, you know, you, you pick them apart, don't you? You sit and, you know, you, you, you're still a fan, but you just kind of, you're kind of, you can ask the questions that fans can't, which you all the time on tour bus, kind of, you right. can ask them subtly as well. You know? That's, that's <laughs> what a cool thing that is. You know, Joey, um, and, and I hope I'm okay in touching on this subject because it's, um, you know, it, it, it's tough, but you, you, you and your brother, you start this band and you, 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 you create a family uh, atmosphere and you're working with a lot of guys and you've had tragedy Alex Corey Tony you're losing you've lost these guys and um, you know beside the obvious I guess the question is uh, how did those losses affect you guys as a band uh, it's tough I know. it was tough uh, we because they were literally all like family they we because we kind of create this environment where we're all just together a band of brothers mm -hmm. and uh and it i don't know once you get going and you're touring and it just instead of looking at it like it's just you know, dredging you know through this and trying to make it through you're looking at it, let's have the most fun we can do doing what we're doing and be as happy as we can about what we're doing and like you say uh, alex um he was one of those guys where he would he was like the ringleader he would say okay you know we're going to do this show. Then we're going to go and talk to the fans. We're going to say, and then we're going to go out on the town and we're going to do this and that. And we're going to go all over the place. And, and he, you know, he used to drag us around sightseeing and stuff. And we just had the best time though. We were just like, you know, it was just a big, big having fun the whole time. And, uh, it's tough when they, when they go, especially tragically like him and Corey did. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it's tough. You kind of have to just, uh, you know, I don't know, but it, to look back of all the stuff that he did and all that he created, and and he was just Alex is such a genius musician. I mm -hmm. mean, he would he literally could play any instrument. He had a photographic memory, so you know when we were on the road, he would remember someone's email address or he'd remember their address or their phone number in the middle of nowhere. It's like, how do you remember this stuff? <laughs> and uh, we were doing a record one time, and and somebody said, why don't we put a sitar on this? Wow. And, and uh, like, well, we got to find somebody that plays a sitar. And he goes, I'll, I'll do it. And so we rented one. He literally took the night to learn it. The next morning he had it down and he played it and he played it perfect. Wow. And, uh, wow. He figured it out. Yeah. He was just one of those guys. He could play every instrument. Really, really cool. smart. Guy. Like cool. genius, genius intellect. Um, yeah, it was sad. Uh, but you just, you kind of, you know, a lot of it, my brother will, um, he, you know, writes the lyrics. So he'll, he'll incorporate it into songs and that's sort of you know, catharsis for him, uh, putting it out there, uh, those kinds of things. But, well, yeah. you know, hats off, a toast to those guys, especially. Yep. Um, yeah. Really. Yeah, exactly. Really, really uh, incredible. Um, Smiley, you, you've got you got a four. Uh, you're part of the uh, the alarms uh, uh, box set. Is that a tour come? Is, uh, the box set's coming out in, in June, I think. It's 40th anniversary. Is that coming out? Uh, what we're doing this year. Um, well, we've, we just put a new album out, uh, which. Um, Mike Peters decided that he saw the um, the White House Trump, oh, I can't remember how you would describe it, but that day, <laughs> shall we call it. And Mike decided the next day he wanted to write an album about it in 30 days. Not just write it, write it, record it, and put it out within 30 days. So when he <laughs> phoned me the next morning, I said, that's a genius idea, man. How, how many songs have you got? He said, uh, none. I haven't started yet. I'm gonna start something and we did it. We did it. We did it within between three separate. Uh, the bass player producer was in uh, the north of England. Mike was in Wales, and I was here, south of London. We didn't meet each other once. We did it from our own studios, and we put the album out. Thirty days called War. What's the name of it? War. What's the name of the album? War. War. Yeah. Yeah. Check wow. it. Now, it's a great album, and it's all about American politics and, and, and Mr. Trump. Oh, and, man, and we have enough of that over here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a great spin on it, though. Trust me. So, uh, no, it's, um, yeah. so I think we're going to bring that out on the road out. next year, okay? The, I really tell you what, if you bring that on the road in America, That I, I really want to yeah, see yeah. what those num numbers are going to be like with those shows. You think a, a Lizzie <laughs> Borden show is crazy. <laughs> they might have to get be... that ch chicken wire in front oh, of yeah. <laughs> Like they did in, what was that? Is it Animal House or not Animal House? Uh, Blues Brothers when they're throwing Blues the bottles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's, I mean, listen, hats off, uh, uh, Joey's hats off to you because uh, that's, um, 
that's an interesting topic, man. These days, I mean, that's pretty. That's yeah, brave. Yeah. That's pretty bold. So, but that's yeah. rock and roll, well, it's, right? It's rock and roll is bold and brave. That's why well, everybody gets inspired by something, don't they? So you know, it was a. Trust me, it wasn't a pro Trump thing at all. Yeah, it's so, so it, it's so <laughs> funny here now. You get on the phone you, and you talk about something that's going on, and you go like you, either you mention Biden or you mention Trump, and then there's a silence. Yeah. Yeah. To yeah. see whether whether, you know, if you're a Biden guy, you you can't talk to the Trump guy. You know. Yeah. And, hey, there's uh, yeah, Biden it, calling Kamala. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Joe. Joe. Hello, Joe. <laughs> I shut the damn phone off, too. Not so much, I don't think. Shut the volume. Hey, he's the I president. The he can get through anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even shut off phones. That's true. Uh, do, you, um, do you guys uh, uh, see... <laughs> do you, you guys are make, it must be Smiley making us laugh so much. Well, <laughs> well you know what? Do you understand that Smiley is referred to in England as the hardest working drummer in the UK? Oh, really? It's out there. I mean, <laughs> besides the Sunshine Studio, I mean, you do a lot of writing, you do a lot of recording. Is that, so is that your yeah. studio in your yeah. house? Is that your home studio? Yeah, I've got, well, no, yeah, I've got studios. So I've been, um, the great thing about being in lockdown for the last year was that I kind of, it's a bit embarrassing because I was actually really busy. So there were so many musicians who weren't working. Yeah. I just came off the road and, and kind of went straight in the studio and did sessions for people remotely and produced and, and wrote and thoroughly I think, enjoyed I it. Think all, I think all three of us did the same yeah. thing, except Vin, Vinny built my system for me because he's a computer geek. And, uh, <laughs> and it, now it's, it's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I think most, like, most, most musicians did. I think they, 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 they found their... Everybody just came off the road, <laughs> yeah. didn't they, really? You yeah. know. There was a, I, yeah, remember then, the, it, the day, I remember the day that they announced that kind of COVID hit us big time. We were all on tour in, in, in Europe, and, um, and we all got sent home, basically. It was like, everybody, every man for themselves, get home as soon as you can. And the following day... We flew into Heathrow, and everywhere you looked, you could see musicians coming from every different terminal. <laughs> Not everybody was moving oh in, God. and everyone literally just got back, and they shut the gates. So amazing, all, amazing. All depressed, all depressed, dragging their guitar cases on the ground behind yeah. them, like like yeah. Charlie Brown and the, what, the guy. What about Ron? Ron had us every day booked at his theater, every day. Not every day. And it blow it all. <clears> I, I, I read your schedule. It said uh, so-and-so uh, canceled. Rescheduled. Oh, I had to. I had to move. I had to move. Ted Nugent three times. You had two nights with Ted Nugent three times. So not only did I move, had to move in my venues 110 shows, but each one of those shows from two to six times I had to move them. You know, oh, let's, wow. June. No, no, let's go to August. Okay, let's go to September. Paul Lanka won't even talk to me anymore. I had to change, change him six times. You know, and he's well, he's pissed off anyway. So what's the difference? Well, um, he's kind of old. Here, six six here, times is a lot when you. Here in Vegas, oh. to see that strip go dark oh. is the most eerie, bizarre thing. Yeah, yeah that's got to be. That's we like drove New York. over there. It's like yeah, New York City. We drove over there and just went, what the heck? It's never been dark. It's the first we, time yeah. in history. We went to New York uh, a couple of months ago and went to Broadway. Oh. It, it's like, you know, we're living like in those, like, like a Terminator movie or something, or like a Bruce yeah. Willis movie, yeah. right? Escape from, the, Escape from New York. I'm yeah. telling you. Everybody Dystopian. has. Yeah. But it looks like it's yeah. coming back. Um, I'm really, really excited about it because, at least in Illinois, which has been very, very tough, um, it looks like uh, July will come. We're going to come back. So I'll be calling each okay. and every one of you, man. we got to get the alarm. we got to get Lizzie Borden. Yeah. we got to get everybody back on stage. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. You have. Uh, I, I was. I was. I was just at the Chicago Drum Show, and mm -hmm. uh, people were no mask free. Well, Everyone's yeah. walking around, and they're yeah. like at the Odeon. All good. Yep. Yep. Right I was in the good. post office yesterday. I woke in with my we mask on. We went to a restaurant on. last night. Nobody had masks. Yeah, I, I went to the post office. I woke in with the mask on. I, I see the two tellers over there. I saw. I forgot. I took it off. Went to right. went to the grocery store. No mask. What about England? What about we're, England? We're still on the cusp. We're still, 
I think within the kind of shots and, and, and places like that, we wear it. But it Have you had doing... a shot? Have you had a shot? Yeah, I've had one. I'll get my second one next week. What yeah. is it? What'd you get? Lestra. Lester, what's Lester? AstraZeneca. A Lester. A Lester. AstraZeneca is the one you get twice. Did you hear what happened to Eric Clapton after he got yeah. the second shot? No, what uh, happened? Yeah. Screwed them all up. They don't think he could play guitar again and all. Get out of here. Yeah. Are you kidding God. me? Yeah, he says hey, Leslie. Cow. She knows about it. Isn't that he has I'm some kidding. nerve thing. Yeah. And then when he got the second shot, he it it, it kind of wow. fried his nerves or something, and he was that wow. saying he might not be able to play. Oh, I can't say that. What's the name of the, the one true. he got? Eric Clapton. What's the disease he had? Neuropathy. Wow. Is that right? What the hell is that? It's a nerve disease, and then he got wow. the shot, and it screwed him up. That's brutal. Uh, you know the downside of losing the mask. I've been going to a restaurant relatively every other night. And for the last year or so, and this young lady has been taking care of us, and um, she took the mask off yesterday. I'm like, man, oh man, I wish she'd keep that. <laughs> but that's a whole other story. You know, you got <laughs> it was. Brutal. I wish you put it back. <laughs> I was like, no. So that's the downside of losing oh, the mask. <laughs> Do you? Can you put the so, mask back on? Please? I know. Would you mind? I'm uh, I'm very sensitive to COVID. No, to COVID. No, your face. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway. Making me sick. <laughs> I'm trying to eat over here. Anyway, you guys. Hey, pretty you know, soon, pretty soon, Ron's gonna have to book himself at his theater. No, yeah, no he's no. got a whole show himself. No, I don't. Stop it. These From the guys. golf course all the way, you know that commercial. You know? <laughs> the the mini golf course. I get it. I know where you're going here. Um, you know it. <laughs> Um, you know what's coming. I know, Joey. What do you got coming up now? I mean, I you know now that we're starting to come out. I know you got you got some new you got new material coming out. New material we're working on. Uh, we're about halfway done. Uh, it's this new record's going to be something like we've never done before. It's it's epic, is all I can say. The drums, especially, of course, uh, and uh, it's just different. We're 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 trying to do. You know, we're trying to incorporate new new technologies and new things and try to evolve and make something different. But we still are keeping our, you know, the heavy, the metal on a field roots. Yeah. Uh, we can't let that go, but we're, we're trying to evolve and trying to look at new ways to, 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 to perspectives, to look at things. And I've personally been getting into really hardcore producing and, and especially with drums, looking at details, and how to do, how to uh, make things sound just a little bit different, but still a little bit old. And and uh, and there's so many things that when you look back at some of the past, like the Funk Brothers and stuff like that, they used to do stuff, you know, with the tape, cutting the tape mm -hmm. and all this stuff, just to change how things felt, you know, how how you feel with the when you hear a beat, you know, how how that makes you feel, pulling it back or or moving it forward or whatever, all those little things, and. Um, now you can do it at a wave of your hand. You can do stuff and, and you can experiment and uh, and <clears throat> do things. Uh, and, you know, it's still me playing, but it's, you know, I'm kind of manipulating a little bit and uh, putting a little technology behind it. Do you do a lot it, of punching uh, in on the drum parts? I do it differently. I, I do it. Lizzie taught me this way is, you know, you use the playlist and you just go through. And first you go through once where you're just doing like a part. You do like, you know, the verse, first verse. I'll go through that and I'll do a bunch of those. And then I'll go through each each piece of the song and then I'll do full takes with all the vibe and emotion and everything. And I just put these all in different playlists and then I'll just go through and pick and choose the things I want and pull them in and see how they all fit together and stuff. And I've come up with some cool stuff um, doing it that way. And also to using an electronic kit to sort of work things out, it really helps because you're hearing a final product, right? After it's, you know, normally in a mix, you put an EQ and all this stuff and everything. But with electronics, it's, it's right there, ready to go, you know? And yeah. so you, I, can, I can manipulate things uh, a lot quicker with electronics and, uh, and play it through and get the vibe that I want and get it sort of structured the way I want. And then I'll jump over on the acoustic kit and just start laying it down. And uh, it, it's cool. It's fun. I, it's fun for me. It's fun. I, I like getting in technology and 
different mm. things. Different it's going to do it's going to be cool to see that live. Let me ask all you guys the same question. Um, you know, like last night, I had a little something at my venue for our you know regular customers, and it was so like emotional, and people just love the music. Mm. As fans, they just can't wait to get back. But do you think that uh, I'm thinking that for, as you guys as performers are probably going to play the best sets of your lives? When you get back, I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Am I right? <laughs> yes, yeah, but not absolutely. at your place. Not well. I'm used to that from you, but the rest of the guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I, I mean, even they, there was somewhere uh, we went, and they had this little band sitting there, and it was like there, all these people gathered around. Yeah. They're like live music, yeah. live music. Oh yeah. my god, they're like freaking out. But people don't. Yeah. We know that the fans, but people don't realize that. It's as, as intense and amazing for yes. you guys as performers. Exactly. Right? Yeah. How, how about you, Smiley? Yeah. yeah, I was thinking about that the other day when I was doing a, a video in here for uh, the Guitars' box set that's coming out and, and, and another Cactus video. And I was saying, God, I'm so sick of playing in front of nobody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's it's wild. Yeah. I don't well, know. You know Ron, I, think, I think the big difference, the difference between that. All the musicians was have nothing to moan about anymore no, right. about kind of the rider <laughs> and, the, and the bus and the, the sound check. They're just being lined no up sleep. ready to sound check two hours before, and they'll be grateful because they're two sandwiches and riders, you know. <laughs> well, that's the thing for guys in my position in this in this equation. It's gonna be awesome because I'll be like, "You're complaining? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, Excuse <right>. me? <laughs> what? But I don't want this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what the yeah, alternative is? <laughs> That's funny. Like, no more green M and M's. It's uh, you want green M and M's? Excuse me? Excuse, you're complaining, right? You know, Ron, uh, just quickly, I had a great story. I was I was recording at Rack Studios last week with a band called Archive. And we were in Studio 3, and the Rolling Stones had Studio 1 and 2 at the same time. So I asked the engineer, I said, oh, you know, what's Charlie like? And they said, um, they all get their rider request, and on Charlie's rider, the only thing he put was a wooden coat hanger. <laughs> so, that he could, so that he could take his jacket off, and apparently he walked in, he took his jacket off, and he hung it on his cymbal stand. But you know, that's the way. Thanks, one, Watch and learn, kids. Watch and learn. That's cool. Yeah, you know man. what? That could be another show on all the writers. I'll, I'll give you guys some insight. What you guys put me through. That that that'd be funny. That'd be a good idea, yeah, actually. I, there was one. I think it was like Neil Sadaka or somebody. There were six pair of oh. black socks, and I'm like, what the? And they're running all over the. I'm like, where are the socks? If it's on the rider, just it's easier. Give the Joey Scotts. The Carmine of pieces of the world. Just give them the freaking socks, right? So I finally said, Neil, I said, why we? Why would you need socks? I don't need socks. I just want to make sure that you read the writer. Like, oh, so. yeah. Oh, a, lot of, a lot of people do that. Oh, we, 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 we did that. We did that. We put uh, four blondes and a brunette, and uh, and they have to be in the dressing room when we show. <laughs> Because we put it on there, we just wanted to see if they uh, and it was cool. It. And the other side of that is, you know? we did. We gave them that. There are four blonde guys and one brunette guy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know? And Baker, with that, with Ginger that, Baker gonna... had on <laughs> Ginger Baker had us on his rider when we played with the Cream. He had uh, two cases of beer and two hookers. Yeah. And the rider. Wow. Back oh, then, wow. that was easy. Yeah, I know. That was the backstage staff. Like, instead yeah. of making sandwiches, just go in his room. Hey, guys, on that yeah. note, I want to thank you guys very much. Joey Scott from Lizzie Borden. Yeah. Smiley yeah, Bernard. Thank you. Thanks oh, yeah. for filling in, Joe. Thank Appreciate you. it, yeah. Joe. No problem. Thank Thanks, you. Joey. I'll, I'll see awesome. you at the wedding. Yep. Yep. See you at the wedding. Thanks again, Thanks, you guys. Yeah. Good to meet you. Make sure everybody, you like, you share, you check us out on our Facebook page, on our YouTube channel, uh, on Spotify, on our, our, uh, our, what do you call that thing? <laughs> our podcast. Thank you very much. We got a lot going on here at Artists on Lockdown, hanging and banging each week, Thursday night, 6 p.m. Central Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks for joining us here at Rock and Roll Heaven. We will see you next week on our way to our 52nd, our one-year anniversary, our 52nd episode. Once again, thank you all so much. Make sure you subscribe. Tell all your friends about Artists on Lockdown, hanging and banging. We'll see you next week right here, Thursday night, 6 p.m. Central on Artists on Lockdown, hanging and banging.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.